Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where today we're in motherfucking T-Cross's house. T-Cross, what's up? What's up, guys? Thank you uh, for having me. As per usual, whenever uh, I'm on the show, I always have a good time. So thanks for the the invite. Absolutely. We miss you, Leo. We do. We do miss Leo. And I, I, I told... Are you able to talk to him? Yeah, like he, via the so, internet, how's he doing? Yeah, so, so he's on a cruise right now, um, like working on a cruise. I always say on a cruise, and got to clarify, like he's on a cruise. And it's funny, like you know, obviously Leo and I are actors. We talked about that, um, and like when you're, well, especially musical theater, not really like um, regular actor, but um, a cruise job is like a sweet gig mm. to like perform. And so when he said that, I was like, oh my god, are you performing on a cruise? And he was like. Waiter, wait, waitering. I was in waitress. <laughs> you imagine Leon like a little skirt. Um, no, no. no. Um, so yeah, he he's good. Um, he'll get like breaks randomly throughout the day. Like there was one day when um, I decided to like catch um, my friends up on like my life, the, the friends that are like part of the friend group with Leo that we went to college with. Right. And Leo happened to be available. And was like we, we just have called Marco Polo. It's kind of like it's like Snapchat, but not really. We, like you send videos, but like that's it. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like on the cruise, be like, "What's up, guys?" <laughs> like on the deck. An app that you can only send videos sounds very dangerous. Well, it's like it's they, it has so that, potential to be very sexual. It has. It definitely <laughs> has that potential. Or or with us, like because it's just dudes, we'll just be like. I'd be like, hey, what's up? I'm pooping. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, we're just that, like, that's whatever. right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, they call it a video walkie talkie. So, okay. like, literally, if I'm recording, you can watch it live, which is like, oh, uh, okay, that's cool. They've had this for years. And, like, I don't know why it didn't really, like, take off. But, uh, yeah, no, but, but, Le- but Leo is good. He's just, like, overworked because it's I know a the fucking feeling. cruise job. Yeah. I know the feeling. So before we move any further, I just want to get on my soapbox real quick. Please, the floor, the floor is yours. So we were talking earlier about like what things to discuss because there hasn't really been yep. any fights. News has been crazy. Which I forgot. Like I'm so like checked out of everything. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we can talk about this, this, this. I was like, yeah, I have to talk about it. So yeah, please, right. let's let's so, talk about some news. So before we get into any of those things that I mentioned before, I want to say rest in peace to Victoria Lee, the 18 oh, yeah, year old. Phenom, who was signed to One FC, um, brother or brother sister. sister of Angela Lee and Ton Lee, I believe is well right uh, or no Christian Lee. Christian Lee. Ton Lee is is L E not L E. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the reason I want to get in my soapbox is because in this absurd world we're living in nowadays, anytime anyone dies, the first question that I see on any social media page is fucking vaccinated. Were they vaccinated? Now, I'm all for conspiracy theories. I understand that some people have adverse reactions to vaccines. It does happen. And but, this is like in general, not just with COVID. Right. Yeah. And it's it, like, like Going you said, back years. For, yeah, yeah. forever. Historically. With that being said, can you give it a couple fucking days? Your first Great. comment is, oh, was she vaccinated? Who fucking cares? Give it a couple days. Let it let it, the situation marinate. And be, if you're one of those people, it doesn't even matter what. If it comes out it was the vaccine, you're like, oh, I was fucking right. If it com- turns out that it wasn't, you're like, I don't fucking believe you. So just keep your fucking Absolute bullshit to yourself dude. when someone dies. 
And it, I'm just so sick of seeing, oh, were they vaccinated? Like, even with Stefan Bonner. Like, clearly nobody fucking paid attention to the Stefan Bonner story because everyone was like, oh, a vaccine gets another one. Like, he was pretty outspoken anti-vax. Pretty outspoken. So, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut the fuck up and suck my dick. That I just wanted to get that no, out there. That's that's great. Rest in peace to Victoria Lee. Yeah. And, again, we don't know what happened, but you can speculate based on what Angela's Angela Lee's post was. You know, she made a whole long post and ended it with, make sure to check on the ones you love and continue to check on the ones you love, which would lead me to believe suicide. So, yeah. Oh my Which god, that is, is terrible. so heartbreaking. I terrible. Didn't, I didn't see that. But regardless of how she passed, keep your vaccine bullshit to yourself. Give it a yes. few days. Let it marinate. If The first thing you have to say when someone dies should not be, were they vaccinated? It should be, may that person rest in peace. A thousand percent. And you know, that for, for me, like, that's my, my biggest thing with that. We don't even know the cause of death. Exactly. Like, like you said, we could speculate, but the speculation is far in the other direction. Like, not even close. Like, my, I would only be asking, are are they vaccinated? Is if it was said, oh, has passed due to COVID related illness or something like right. that. If it was, but it's not even mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that was so disheartening to me. And I was talking to actually Shane Tara about this, um, front of the show. Shout out Shane. Shout out Shane. And I and I felt bad because he. I only I remember hearing about Victoria Lee like probably six months ago or whatever like when it was kind of announced that she was signed, um, probably not six months ago but just throwing that out there like semi recently but also not like a few days ago. Right. And it, she she so I didn't see this news initially. Shane messaged me on Instagram was like, "Hey, did you hear the news about Angela Lee?" And oh. I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah, she passed." And like I have seen several Angela Lee interviews. I've seen a couple of her fights. I think she's incredible. And I was like so sad. But when I saw the, uh, I finally saw the headline like the next day or something and it was Victoria Lee, I felt guilty for being relieved. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit. No, that's really sad. She was only 18 years old. Yeah. Like, it's... Phenom. Absolute phenom. That's what I heard. Like, I, I read some of Chaudhry's uh, post where he was like, oh, I first met her when she was 12, like so gifted or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh, it, it, it's so sad. And, and yeah, like th- that was that that was the, the shitty thing too is that one of the first things I saw about it was the conspiracy theories. Right. It's like you shouldn't be – that shouldn't be the first thing I'm seeing. And yeah. like I don't know if that's on me, but like, yeah, you're like too soon for that. Yeah, yeah. It, give it some time and – and just wait and see what comes out first. Like, if a, if a cause of death, death even gets revealed, it's quite frankly none of our fucking business what yeah. happened to her. It's 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 her family's business. It's her brother, her sister, her parents, like her loved ones. Yes, it's their business. It's not mine. Her percent. passing is a terrible thing, and I I'm so sorry to the family, and I hope they can, you know, find a way to. You know, I, I hate to use the word heal because you can't really heal from grieve. losing a child. Grieve, yeah, I guess that's a better pro- word. Properly grieve, right? Yeah, take the time to grieve this loss and you know, pay respects to her and figure out what your life is like now in a post this right thing world. Like, yeah. You know. um, so that's that's all I have to say on that. And while we're talking about people that passed, uh, Stephen Bonner, 
also yeah. passed away. Another one who has haven't seen a cause of death released either. Um, I but, remember but seeing based something about maybe his, heart issues. But based on his last few years and his you know issues with the police and drunk driving and getting arrested and having issues with pills from yeah. his you know back pains and whatever, and uh, which then again speculation that it's overdose, uh, which again is horrible. Um, but as far as Stefan Bonner goes. I didn't really re it's he was one of those ones that passed and I felt personally affected by someone that I've never met. You know, I, I've had a couple of those like when Chadwick Boseman died like I felt oh, yeah, so dude. much pain and I'd never met the guy. But with you know with with Stefan Bonner, you know, if Stefan Bonner didn't have his fight with Forrest Griffin, the UFC would have never made it. They were planning to sell the company after yeah. that season happened and then that saved the company. So if the company never made it in 2005 when I'm 12 years old, I maybe never would have found fighting. And my life would be drastically different. I never would have met Karen. I met Karen because of fighting and jiu-jitsu. That's how we met at the gym. So without Stefan Bonner and his fight with Forrest Griffin, my life personally would be so drastically different. Me and you probably would have never met. Yeah. I may not have ever got into fighting. I had done martial arts my whole life That's doing true. like Taekwondo. But I got into like actual fighting from watching Frank Mir in when he broke, you know, Big Nog's arm. That was the oh, first jujitsu clip I ever saw and I'm like, that looks fucking awesome. Maybe that doesn't happen without Stephen Bonner. So when he passed, I was like, man. And I started thinking about it, I'm like, I can't believe how different my life would be if that guy didn't do what he did. And to watch even before he passed, to watch like just his downfall if you want to use those words because prior to that oh, it was so when sad. he was doing like those funny clips and those funny interviews with Forrest Griffin where they were sitting at like a the table and they were you know bullshitting back and forth about fighting Anderson Silva like he was a fucking hilarious guy like he was just so many years of entertainment that I got from that guy and again without that guy my life would be drastically different so I, I I'm so sad that that happened and uh whatever you want to say about Stephen Bonner. Yeah, no, it's it's funny you say you talk about sliding doors like, "Oh, what if what if what, what if what if he didn't do that? What if what if that fight wasn't what it was?" I started thinking about what if he won? How drastically different his life could be. Yeah. Because like I granted I watched that fight before I learned too much about judging, but you watch that fight like it's kind of a coin toss. Right. Like and I don't remember being split. I think it was unanimous for Forrest. I think so. I don't. I don't remember. But either. like even still, it's like, <clears throat> okay, yeah, Forrest probably won this round. Like Stefan might have won. The, like probably was two rounds to one either way. Yeah, but it was mayhem. Absolutely, it, it was just absolute mayhem. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I I started thinking like, you know, cl clearly Forrest like had the drive to be dedicated and like became champion and. Like, because Stefan was also given a contract because of how incredible that fight was, like, maybe he still could have forged a path that would have led there. So right. maybe, but, like, yeah, I feel like they give opportunities to those guys, like, yeah. way, way more, too. And, you know, when I watched the, the first season of Ultimate Fighter, I remember thinking, like, Forrest was a standout personality. But you watch it again and you realize, like, some of the other really funny parts, like Stefan... Uh, 
fucking getting on Diego about the asparagus or whatever. Like yeah. some of the more memorable moments were like Stefan was a part yeah. of it. Yeah. And I remember thinking at the time, like he was uh, an intelligent guy. Yeah. And that's one of the things that like, I, I've been like a nerdy guy my whole life. So I resisted like team sports and football, baseball, basketball. So like when, like what drew me to fighting was the personalities right. and like seeing a guy like Stefan with like, personality and cracking jokes and seemingly smart guy like you know i, I definitely like gravitated toward that and it, it was sad over the last couple of years to see like him just crumble yeah I, I don't know like i don't know what the right word is and like i remember seeing when when connor fought floyd ariel did this like epic live show in vegas in this like media tent and it was i remember big, that that happened i didn't watch it though yeah, well, you should watch parts of it because, like, Chris Eubank got on there and, like, did a poem about Conor McGregor. Really? He was like... That's great. Yes, he reminds me of Invictus. I've committed it to memory. It goes as follows. And just, like, spouts it. Like, Ariel's sleep-deprived, and he's like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he got Kevin Lee and... Uh, <laughs> Demetrius Johnson on there. And Kevin Lee actually said something smart. Because this oh. is, like, 2017... Demetrius Johnson's killing it, right? I mean, this is like the, this is the year. Uh, well, it hadn't happened at that point, but he was a, he had. This was like a few months prior to the fucking flying arm bar, right. uh, the, the the mighty Wiz bar over right. Ray Borg, and so everyone's like calling him pound for pound number one or like whatever. And uh, so Ariel asked him, was like, do you uh, do you think Demetrius Johnson is the pound for pound number one, or do you think he's the best fighter in the world? And Kevin's like. I think the best fighter in the world has yet to be born. And he starts talking about how like the sport has progressed and like such. And I was like, you're actually making a case for like an intelligent thought here, Kevin Lee. Um, <laughs> so that's where he fits right. into all this. But to that point, uh, or to why I brought this story up, uh, he had Stefan Bonner and Phil Baroni on the on the show, oh, which boy. we haven't got to Phil Baroni right. yet. Jesus Christ! But they were talking about being like a tag team duo in wrestling, and. Like, Grant, I'm not a wrestling fan. Well, I, I, I can enjoy it, but I don't follow it. I don't, right. like, you know. Um, there was actually a time when I watched a bunch of NXT because of Matt Riddle. Because um, <laughs> I fucking love Matt Riddle. Um, but I, I never heard anything about them, like, making it. Right. And, and, and pro wrestling is just as, if not more hard on your body than MMA. Oh, yeah, for and sure. you got to feel like, I mean, the years of MMA contributed to it. But I think he had like a specific back injury from wrestling that started the downward spiral into addiction with uh, right. narcotics. And it's super sad that like he had a need for that. But it's also sad that we have this opioid crisis and like the, the big pharmaceutical companies are not like right. trying to find an alternative method of, of pain killing, which is right. just so frustrating. But yeah. This news was was sad sad to hear because, like, you cannot. It's 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 such revisionist history to say like he was a nobody. Like, he was not a nobody. Yeah. Like he never, at least to my knowledge, fought for the title. But he was one of those guys in the two hundred five division for for his time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, of course, like, I think Ariel brought up like I think when he was in Bellator. It may, may have even been in one of his last fights in the UFC. He had like a PED scandal or something. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, his fight with Anderson Silva, I think. Yeah, probably. Which would make sense. I mean, you're fucking fighting yeah. the, the greatest of all time yeah. right in front of you. 
Um, yeah, so it, it, like it makes me sad that sometimes like PED uh, scandals are like we don't treat everyone the same. For sure. Like, and that's that's been the same with lots of sports, and and in many ways it has to do with how you handle it. Like, yeah. I, I always forget until like someone brings it up. Brian Ortega popped for PEDs. Oh yeah. Like it was like Justano or something. On. Early, early, yeah, on. early on. And that's yeah, yeah. Part, part of it as well. Um, but like it comes out that like he just like completely took ownership of it and yeah. things like that. So kind of uh, <clears throat> rambling, but no, the Stefan Bottom news was really sad. So something that I wanted to always talk to you about with regards to just fighters in general. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people with with Stefan Bonner specifically. The, the conversation got kind of brought back up. Is people were saying that it's sad that the UFC doesn't help fighters when they leave the organization. Okay. So that I feel like that is that's a tough talk to have because every case is different. So, for instance, Tim Sylvia left the UFC, fought. For many, 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 right. many and years. And affliction and things like that. And then recently, he, he had to have surgery on his arm that was broken by Frank Mir in the UFC. The, within the last couple of years, he needed to have surgery on it. Something got infected or, or there was some issue with his arm. And he was out compa- campaigning that the UFC should have to pay for my surgery. And I'm like, man, you haven't fought for that company for like 10 years. And you kept fighting elsewhere. Like... If that injury caused you to retire and you could never fight again, I would kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah. But you didn't retire from that. You went and fought other places, and you also haven't been for that working for that company for a decade. And I don't know how long Tim Sylvia fought in the organization for. And Ariel talked about it recently in regards to the Stefan Bonner thing. Was you know there should be a tiered system of like if you fought right. less than five times with us, good luck elsewhere. Like if right. you had. Between five and nine, you get this amount of coverage for this many years. If you had ten, if you fought more than 20, we got you the rest of your life. So I feel like there should be some sort of coverage afterwards. But I also feel like in terms of Stefan Bonner, like people also need to take responsibility for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So like Stefan Bonner was dealing with an addiction issue. Right. That's not the UFC's fault. Although had he been able to have some help between when he left and then maybe he wouldn't have developed the addiction. So it's like, it's a tough, yeah. it's a tough cookie to crumble, but I was wondering what your thoughts on it were. No, I'm glad you, you brought that up because I was, I was thinking that, like I said, on the, on the drive here, when I was talking about like, what if, and I was thinking about what Ariel said about that. Um, because I, I do feel like it's not black and white, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, and, and to Ariel's point, like some of some tiered system or things like that, like they do with Reebok or right. Venom now. Well, but, yeah. yeah, I didn't even know that tier system with Venom. Like I feel like it was pretty public with Reebok, and now it's just that's like, true. Mm. Yeah, I didn't, you're like yeah. what even is the Venom pay? Right. Um, it, because it's it's like <laughs> the whole argument of of like independent contractors versus employees with with regards to like UFC fighters, it's. It, it's selective at best. Like yeah. what, like when you want to have control over them, you treat them like employees. But when it comes time to like pay up, pay, it's like, well, no, they're independent contractors. Like right. you can't have it both ways. Yeah. 
Right. And it re- it really sucks too. Like just the the nature of it is not conducive to talks like this because like there isn't any sort of like players association like they have in football and things like that where the, the, there's a union. Because if you think about it, like the UFC is uh, an entertainment company. Right. It's not a sports league in this in the traditional sense. It's not structured that way. There's not teams. You know things like that. They're essentially like performers. Yeah. Well, uh, screen actors have the Screen Actors Guild. Like, there needs to be some kind of union. Right. I feel or like so, like there isn't uh, a, a like career path, and they're like donating their their health, their bodies, their brain health. And yeah, sometimes it is like we we find other fighters are like very bad at managing their money or like the people that are like managers, things like that, promoters obviously are like shady motherfuckers that take advantage of their stupidity. Right. Um, so in some ways it is like, oh yeah, well they're not helping themselves. Like they could be doing things with the way it is now, but the way it is now isn't great as right. well. Like that could be improved. So I, I always like, I think it's a tough conversation to have. Like it's not black and white, but I definitely think that something should have been done, especially like with the whole like career path thing with the UFC, like it's selective at best. Like it was Dana's friends. Like he gave a job to Forrest, Chuck Liddell and fucking Matt Hughes. And yeah. when they sold the company, Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes were let go. Well, it's a, it's a fun- Force was the only one that earned a job. Right. But- that, yeah. I don't know if you've heard this story, but there's a funny story about that. When the UFC hired those three, it was literally just a pay. Them, it was like, literally just like appearances or whatever. Yeah. 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 When that started happening, Forrest showed up at the UFC office and was, and like, was like, "I want to do something." Like, what am I doing? And they're like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You're paying me. Pay me. What yeah. am I doing? What am I doing to earn this money?" And they're like, we don't have anything to do. He's like, well, can I sit down on a meeting or something? And just like would show up to the office yes. and do nothing all day until they found something for him to do. Because he's like, oh, you're paying me. I want to feel like I'm earning this money. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not and, that and I like, love that. Yeah. So so the fact that when they sold the company, they kept him around. It was like, I, yeah, they yeah. should have. Because he, try- he was trying to help and do something. Uh, not, not to say that. You know, if if Chuck Liddell's thought was, you know, I did my help. I had twenty five fights, and you know, I can, I can barely speak English now. That that was my help. Then then I don't exactly disagree with him on that thought. But where Forrest was like, I want to feel like I'm earning this right now. Like you paid Absolutely. me for those fights when I had them. I'm not doing anything to earn this money you're paying me right now. I want to do something for it. And I'm like, that's fucking yeah. kick ass, man. You know, I I love that story, and like it made absolute sense because, like you said, by that point he was already doing things behind the scenes like working on the pi and right. he was i remember i forget what it was called but he would do this thing it was the rankings report maybe it was like that this, sounds right these little like five minute videos yeah like he was producing content essentially right. or, or like being on camera for that so so yeah that that made sense i got I, you know find out why but um but they were the only ones that got the offer right like you could that's not something you could like apply for or yeah. whatever you know like that this how position they created just to be able to like give them money, right? And 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 Stefan never had that opportunity, is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So it it really sucks. Yeah. And speaking of Dana White being a piece of shit. <laughs> so, did you see his media scrum today? No, I didn't know he did a media scrum today. Yeah, he 
he did a media scrum today like he usually does on fight week. Um, okay. There's a fight this Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday it's, at the Apex. It's Strickland and Imovov, right? Yeah, uh, it, it was Kelvin Gaslam, right. and then he had staff on his face. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he did a, a media scrum today. It was quick. It was like 15-minute media scrum. Um, and he, he showed up, and he essentially said, if you have anything positive to say about what I did, shut up. I don't want to hear it. I've been seeing people defending me. I don't like it. I don't want anyone to defend me. I don't deserve to be defended. Um, I don't want any of my fighters, any of my employees coming out defending me. If any of my fighters have anything to say about it, if it's positive, keep it to yourself. If it's negative, let it go. I deserve it. And to be completely honest, I respect him for the way he's handling things like you were talking about before like when Brian Ortega owned up to the the PED yeah. thing the fact like I've seen a lot of people say like oh he should take some time off I think the fact that he's not doing that and he's facing the music he you know did the TMZ interview like the day after the video came out or the day the video came out or whatever and now he's doing media scrums to like you know any questions you have let's hear it like I'm I'm an open book let's let's talk about it don't defend me the fact that he's doing that um, I think is a is the right way to handle things, and um, it, it it was it's an unfortunate situation, but I do think he's handling it in the best possible way. I do have to give him that. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like I don't want to give him any praise really because like he said he doesn't deserve it. Right. Um, and and that's what's been frustrating. So I I have to watch this scrum. I have to find it because that now I'm kind of like not really rethinking my position, but it's it's giving me a different perspective um, because what has been so shitty about it is like he literally went on TMZ, like you said, and, and that kind of annoyed me because that's when the news broke. It was almost like someone got this video to TMZ and TMZ, because they have that some sort of relationship with the UFC, they were like, hey, we have this news. Do you want to come on? And be like, so he was able to get in front of it. It's like a PR dream or right. whatever. And he said, there's no excuse for what I did. He He's not offering excuses. But then his fighters went and make excuses for them. And like right. other people, fucking Kevin Ioli, who's a hack piece of shit. Did um, he say, did he defend Dana? Well, well, Kevin Ioli wrote this piece, didn't defend him. He, he, he wasn't like, like a lot of the fighters are coming out and say, she hit first, like that sort of thing. Kevin didn't do that. What he did say was like, he's under a lot of pressure. Like, like all these reasons, like where you can see, like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, what's a what's a guy who's traveled the world and done all the things to do? He's joking a club, like just the worst thing. And then he said, Dana should take some time off, maybe a month. And like, if he took a month off, who would notice? Right. Especially like when it happened. Like I'm pretty sure this fight was two weeks away. Like, because this is a while ago. I think this lap was like New Year's Eve or something. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Who would fucking notice if he took a month off? And, that, and that's another thing that he said in the scrum is like, people want me to take some time off. And like, that's, he's like, to me, that's not a punishment. He's like, a punishment to me is being out in the public, accepting and taking yeah. all of the criticism that I rightly deserve. And, and he's like, the worst part of it is that my children are embarrassed. My children are upset with me, and now I have to try and fix that. Yeah. And 
Yeah, like I said, I, I, I think I think the way he's handling it is is the right way to handle it. it, it it's an unfortunate situation, and the one thing I will say that I I think is a, a big problem is the timing of his slap league is supposed to start. Yes, and the fact that he's still promoting it. If if the UFC Instagram and the Slap League Instagram wants to promote it, but the fact that he's still posting about it, I get it's his thing, it's his brand, but like yeah. maybe you should sit this one out for now. Like or just cancel the whole fucking thing. Yeah. But the fact that that's still going on and the fact that he's the one out promoting it, I'm like poor taste. Yeah, well well the whole thing is like I want to get to the slap leave in a second, but I, but I had a thought before you mentioned that I wanted to get out because what upsets me is that, like, for me, the only punishment that I would think fit for Dana White would be to just step away completely. Like, no amount of time is is going to really make up for it. Right. But I I don't think, like, oh, staying in face of the music is, is punishment. Like, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's sort of like what you do. Right. Like you to leave and lose your job would be punishment because he made statements like 2014 when Ray Rice committed domestic violence. He was like, Oh, putting your hands on a woman. That's something you never come back from. Right. And he's, he continues to say that he's like, I'll never come back from this. Like I still have, you know, my job, you know, my yeah. family's so upset with me, but like, you don't heal from this. You don't fix this. Right. And, and what's more upsetting about that. And, and again, like, you know, you're right. He's, he's owning up to it, which is, more than I thought, to be honest. But the UFC's parent company, Endeavor, not making a statement is what really bothers me. And right. like reporters reached out for comment, and like five days later, they were told no comment. And, and like right. something they said, like, oh, refer to our statement on this or refer to our post or I think, whatever. I think it said refer to Dana White's interview on TMZ. So yeah, something like that, which is like, which to, hey, to be you, fair to them, kind of is an official statement because he is the face of the UFC. For him to come out and say, you know, because if the UFC puts out a statement, who's who's the one putting out the statement? It would be Dana, right? Like, if the UFC Dana. had an official statement of anything, wouldn't Dana be the one putting it out as the president of the company? Kind of. I mean, it would come from, like, their PR team that isn't this, like, have a face. It right. would be like, this is from the UFC's, okay. like, this is our statement gotcha. on this. But what, what's, what's troublesome about it for me is, like, no statement really is like sent that sends a message that that's okay right and like not only the whole roster of fighters but endeavor is what's well, it's william morris endeavor which is wme img i think they merged yeah it's a talent company so like actors models like you're saying that's okay for them to commit domestic right. violence as well and like it's not like a big problem but like actors aren't perfect right. <laughs> like you know We've seen like you know the, with with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation and things like that, um, but yeah, the power slap league. So th to to unpack that a little bit, another thing like another company like not making a statement is like the T TBS who's airing the power slap league. Originally, we thought they were going to cancel it. Yeah, and it turns out they took it off the programming for a week. Yeah, and now it's back on. Yeah, and I th and. Now the the prevailing theory, but if a conspiracy is like, oh, they're editing Dana White out of it as much as they can, just like, 
the bare minimum, but sort yeah. of not even the bare minimum. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't feel I mean, like... I mean, how can you do that? He's the one standing in between the two guys. Like, it's, he's it's, right there. Exactly, and it's called Dana White's Power Slap League. Right. It's, it's, it's such in poor taste, and, it, and it's so, like... I mean, that slap thing, slap league thing anyway is fucking cringe. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, regardless of this situation, it's fucking cringe. And now it's like, yeah, rolling right along. And I was super... Not annoyed. Well, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess just annoyed that he still fucking put out the fucking Friday this week. Or yeah. Or the, the bologna pie. Like, yeah. fuck you, dude. So I want to talk about the video itself, right? Okay. So I'm going to get myself in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think at some point, I don't think... What's her name? Anne? Anne. Anne I think Anne White. I don't think she went that far. But I do think that at some point, I don't know where that point is, a man does have the right to defend himself if a woman is attacking him. Now, she slapped him, punched him, whatever she did one time. Does that warrant a response? No. Um, but I, th- I do think at some point, a man should be allowed to retaliate, no? Because I also don't think I think everyone should keep their fucking hands to themselves. I don't think anyone right. I don't think anyone should hit anyone. Correct. But I also don't think women should have the right to just go around punching people in the face. Cause like, oh, you can't hit me back. If I had that freedom where I know you can't hit me, I would knock people the fuck out all the time. No questions asked. Like, oh, you can't hit me? Fucking bitch slap you. Uh you know what I'm saying? I'm trying. Sure. I'm trying to not be. I, I think there's nuance. As, I'm, not, I'm yeah. trying to not be a scumbag here sure. because I don't think what Dana did was right. I don't think what she did was right either. I I don't know what was happening in that moment. I don't know what was being said. I don't think anyone should fucking hit anybody. Flat out. Yeah. I, I, but I and I do think at some point, a man should be allowed to slap someone back, not. Not with, not in that instance, but I do think right. in some instances, like you see videos where like women are just like ah, on guys and they're just like doing this. Like at some point, I don't know what that point. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? I'm not trying to be. A dick I, I, know, I know what you're trying to say. What what I think is like maybe you can work. You what can I'm trying to say better. If it does get to that point, like you said, what we don't really know what that point is. Maybe just like restrain them mm. or just like. You can defend, like, I don't think, like, two wrongs make a right in that right. scenario. That's been my thing. I, and although, and I also think, like, size and strength matters. Absolutely. Like, and, like, I'm the kind of guy, like, I, I used to get fucking shit for this, but I, I used to say, like, Amanda Nunes would beat Henry Cejudo. Like, they're like, oh, no, men are stronger than women. I'm like, she's pretty fucking strong to yeah. me. Um, but, like, so, so I don't necessarily think, like, just because you're a man, you're stronger. But he clearly is. Yeah. Like she's a third of his size, and I don't, as evidenced by the fact that she slaps him, does nothing, his whole hand like fucking beats her down to the floor. Yeah, and he barely swung. Yeah, as well. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he didn't like, like really wind. He didn't up. like power slap like right, slap. right. It was more like a, are you nuts? Like my guess would be in that moment he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you hit me? Like it was one of those things because he didn't, he didn't like, ah, like you know what I'm saying. Um, and this is coming from someone who punches my girlfriend in the face on a weekly basis. In sparring. Yeah. My girlfriend's a fighter. I don't like people. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> she, I was like, wait, what? She hits me a lot more often, a lot harder. She's much better at fighting than I am. 
Much better. Much she, better, better. We have seven gold belts in our garage, and they're all hers. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, dude. No, it's it's there is nuance. I mean, I, I I think about like if someone like Gabby Garcia were making a go at me, I'm not gonna just take it. Right. I agree. Yeah. I also don't think like Gabby Garcia is reportedly like a sweetheart. You yeah. Know? She's yeah. like fucking huge yeah. and can rip anyone's head off. Yeah, I think it's one of those case-by-case bases. Right. And I also think a, what plays a big part in a lot of these things is the legal aspect. Right. Like, people like to compare what he did to what John Jones did. John Jones's wife or girlfriend, whatever, called the police. Police got involved. Police were not involved in this. She didn't... His wife didn't call the police... Um, she also came out with a statement and said, you know, this is out of character for me. It's out of character for him. We've known each other since we were 12. It's the first time anything like this has happened. Do I believe that? No. Probably not. No. You know, you know, whenever someone gets a, a DUI, like, oh, is that the first time you ever drove drunk? Like, right. you, got, exactly. you just got caught this time. Exactly. Has this happened before? Probably. They both say it hasn't. I really don't know. All I can really do is take them at their word. They say it's never happened. They this both, is the first time in public. Right. They... they <laughs> They both say it's never happened. I don't necessarily believe that, but I have no evidence to say otherwise. So the best I can do is take them at their word. They say it's never happened. So we have to go on the assumption that it's never happened. They both said it's out of character. They both apologize. And they both have said, you know, we're dealing with this internally as a family. And um, they both have requested um, privacy on the matter. Unfortunately, He's a public person who yeah, did he, something in the public eye. It's not going to be kept private, unfortunately. That's the way the world works. Right. Um, but I do think the fact that they there was no charges pressed by anybody, which you know in most instances are later dropped. But it was never it was never an instance of let's get the police involved. So I, I do think that the fact that they're trying to deal with it internally as a family would lead me to believe that either a it's never happened, but like it actually has never happened before. Or B, she's terribly afraid of him. Both are viable options. Right. Um, but my guess would be that this actually has never happened before and they're attempting to deal with it internally. That would be my guess. Yeah, it's just it's just shitty all the way around. And and like another another thing for me of the like when is it okay, where's the line is like that's supposed to be your partner. Yeah. Like you just don't you don't do that. I don't know. Maybe that, like, maybe I have this like skewed take because of the like the separation I'm going through. But like, my partner was hitting me. I was like, I was like, let's work this out. Let's not fucking hit back and like just make a fight. Because like the reaction, I give you something like, oh, what the fuck? But like the way he just was like, no, you don't fucking hit me. Like, makes me think it's not the first time because right. of that. And we we also have to, you know, it's unfortunate, but we have to point to the fact that there was alcohol. Yeah, alcohol is a poison. It's yeah. it's not good. Um, I stopped drinking uh, because I don't like the person I become when I drink. It affects everybody. Yeah, and, and it it turns you into what's the word I'm looking for? A a a higher person of yourself. If you're angry it makes it's you elevate very you, yeah. angry if you're having fun you're having the time of your it lowers inhibitions. life it changes who you are yeah. and you know you know people say like oh drunk words or sober thoughts i don't believe that for a fucking second you, maybe just 
because when I personalize it, I don't like the person I am when I drink. I that's not who I am. I don't think the things I've said when I drink are who I am as a person. It alcohol changes who you are as a person while yeah. you're in it. And it's New Year's Eve. My guess would be that they probably both woke up the next morning and like, did that actually happen? Like, was that a dream? They probably, it, it, they were probably so fucking shit faced that when they saw the video, they were like, oh fuck, that was real. They probably had no recollection of it the, the next morning because it's New Year's fucking Eve. They're out yeah. at a club in Mexico. They're probably fucking shit faced. And again, that's not an excuse, but I think. It's an important part of the story. Like, this didn't happen at Walmart. It happened shit-faced at a club, which I think is a wildly different scenario. Again, not an excuse, but I think I think that's an, another layer of an unfortunate part of the story. The only thing I think Dana could do better is if he came out and said, I'm not drinking anymore. Alcohol is not good for me. And Yeah. And now he may have done this, um, and I think from... I mean, he has Howler Head. He has a brand of bourbon. Right. But I think another thing that he could do, and, and it's tough it's tough in a situation like this because if he were to donate a shitload of money to, like, domestic violence victims, like a... Like a, like a, um, a charity. A charity. People would be like, oh, you're that's just a publicity stunt. Like, yeah. yeah, cool, you donated money, but you don't actually give a fuck. But... Who knows if he's actually done that? Because like we, like I sent you about my my one friend who lost his legs. Dana donated ten thousand dollars to that. He, he didn't make that public. Who knows how much money he donates? You know, he very well may donate a lot of money to various different yeah. causes throughout his life that he doesn't tell anybody. You know, you hear a lot of stories of fighters saying like, "Oh, Dana gave me an extra hundred grand." Like, he gives out money. Yeah. Sometimes. Bobby Green said that he paid for his brother's funeral. Right. So who knows how how much charity work he actually does? And if he did donate money to domestic violence victims, um, yeah. So it's a. Uh, I think that's those are the, the only things that I think he could have done yeah. to handle it better. Is just like, I'm stepping down from Hallerhead. I'm not drinking anymore. It's clearly not good yeah. for me. I think if he were to do that, people would be like, I think people would. People would, people would respect him more. I, for, I, for I think sure. so. I think so. Yeah. Too. I mean, I, I gotta watch this scrum because it's just like so far I just. I felt like just that statement on TMZ was not enough. Right. Like, yeah, it's and, like facing and, music. And but... like you said about how they have, um, you know, how he has like a like a connection with the TMZ guys. They were setting him up with some softball fucking questions. Yes, they were. And he didn't take that bait. He was like, nope, no excuse, not good. Um, but yeah, those TMZ guys, if, if you were going to do that, you should have just posted the video and left it at that. Like, you just, yeah. they, I think they, not that I find them like this incredibly credible source, yeah. but I think they greatly diminish their journalistic integrity in, in that interview. It was like, what the 100%. fuck are you guys, what kind of questions are you guys asking? Well, they're like a, they're like a news media outlet or, or a media, like, it, it's all very much about entertainment. And originally TMZ was like gossip, but then they just started stealing like, Whenever there was a like a video of a celebrity doing something, they link it to TMZ. All of a sudden, it becomes like a source of journalism in some in some aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I I listened to the the Coleman Event podcast with uh, Ben Folks and Chad Dundas, and they had this thing that like, I I thought it was a really interesting take about something. This is like a long time ago, but they were talking about like I, I've seen people in in the media. 
when I say the media, I mean in our in our bubble of MMA, like people that are like work for these outlets and and have a, a podcast or whatever. If they're not like actually breaking news, actually like doing scoops and reporting on things, they're like, well, I'm not a journalist. And I think it was Chad, but maybe they both kind of like Ben definitely agree with them. But whoever said it, they were like, come on, that's all part of it. Like you don't 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 say that to just like you know stave off the responsibility like you're still a journalist like that's still part of what we do like yeah. whether you're doing some sort of media you're, you're covering the sport it's journalism yeah and and like that tmz like you're covering this like if you really gave a shit about like getting that out there you wouldn't have him on for well have him on but don't let that be because the, it, it was controlling the narrative it is the headline is not dana white slaps his wife the headline is Dana White apologizes, right. which is like, and, and again, like the way he was like, no excuses. I did a really shitty thing. Like he's not being like whatever about it. Right. But the way the thing has gone, it, it's sort of like the way the UFC operates is like, it's only to benefit them. Like certain things that are like, oh yeah, well we have uh, X, Y, Z and it makes it look like it's for the fighters or it's for them. So and do and moving forward from this, we now have to decide if we're people that believe in second chances, because mm -hmm. for me personally, I try my absolute hardest to react and act the same way with everybody, whether I like you or I dislike you, the way I react to things you do, I try to keep it pretty straight across the board as best I can. Um, I'm one that believes in second chances. I like people that face uh, the music when they do something shitty and apologize. And I don't respect people like John Jones, who's never done anything wrong. That's why, like, you know, when Chael Sonnen fails tests, you know, he kind of made a joke, joke, jokey about it, but he came out and admitted it. Um, when yeah. TJ, D I fucking hate. T I've never liked TJ Dillashaw, but when he failed his test, and his first thing he did was like, "Yeah, I fucked up. I did this. Here are my reasons why I did it. Not an excuse. Reasons." I'm like, "All right, I can respect that." You know, I've I've always loved Dana White. Um, I guess I shouldn't say always. When I first started watching the sport, I was big into other sports, and just. Having a figurehead, an executive that was outspoken and not like, oh, you know, very yeah, yeah, yeah. I know very, very much like a pansy, like the guys that lead the NBA and the NHL right. who don't really speak. Hearing him come out and go like, "Fuck you," I'm like, dude, I like this guy, I like that. Um, but you know, over the years, you know, kind of some of his business practices and you know some of the things he says, and you know, it's like, ah, this guy kind of sucks. But I, but the fact that he's facing it head on, I respect. And I am open and willing to give him a second chance and see what he changes, if at all, moving forward. And I think as a community, we need to decide if, if we're willing to give him a second chance or not. It seems like most people are, because most people are like, oh, you know, she hit him first sort of, sort of reaction thing. So it seems like most people are like, we're still talking about this, even though it just happened a week ago. Yeah. But... I, me personally, do think that as there needs to be some type of um, second chances given to people when they apologize and openly say like, 
don't defend me. I fucked up. This was wrong. You know, I'm not going to do it again. You know, that sort of thing. Sure. When, 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 when they take some sort of accountability, and like I said, I still kind of feel like he is kind of doing the bare minimum. I mean, he's going a little bit above, but, you know, it's not like extra, extra. I, I do I do think, you know, I, I can grant a second chance. Like, to your point, like someone like John Jones, man, he's just so fucking unaware of what a piece of shit he is. And maybe, maybe he's aware, but like the, the, the fucking person, like, I remember him on Ariel one time talking about the hit and run with the pregnant lady. Him being like, I mean, she got a million dollars, changed her life. Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that, that type of response to fucking up, I can't respect. Cannot respect at all. Get, don't, Refuse. Don't get it. Like, like, there, like I, I remember when, when there was a story uh, that came out about John Jones maybe like putting his hands on a cocktail waitress or whatever. And it was just kind of a rumor. And I was like... I tweeted out, he's, I was like, fuck innocent until proven guilty. I'm fucking condemning him right now. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then I had this fucking lawyer in my mentions that were like, that completely uh, belittles our justice system. Or like, give a fuck about the justice system? What about yeah. the court of public opinion? And that right. guy's a piece of shit, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so that's kind of how I feel about a lot of things. But yeah, to, to your point... And, and, and I, <laughs> I, I'll take your word for it about the scrum, and it sounds like you know he is admitting and saying. Don't, I like the "don't make excuses for me" yeah. because that that's what pissed me off, and I, I thought he was not going to acknowledge that. The only fucking fighter to say anything negative was Dustin Poirier, and I get not. And originally, I was like, "Oh god, the silence is deafening," but I and I get like not not speaking out to maybe lose your job. Right. But if he's saying, if you have anything negative to say. Right. Because then now when you say that, if those fighters get cut, they'll know it's repercussions, and that's right. a fucking right. bad message to send. So here's one more thing I want to say on, on the whole Dana White situation when I've been watching it unfold publicly. And this kind of shit infuriates me. You, you may disagree with me here, but in this world, everything gets turned into a race problem. Everything. All I've seen people saying is like, if this was a black athlete who did this, the everyone would be talking about it. And I'm like, a black athlete just did this a week prior. Nobody's talking about it. Everyone's talking about Dana White. So when everyone's like, oh, if this was a black athlete, it'd be a bigger story. It's the biggest story in the, in the space of combat in the last two weeks since who, it happened. Who did that? Exactly my point. You don't even know who I'm talking about. Javante Davis was arrested. Oh no, I did. I did know that. Okay, he was actually arrested. Like there were when I hear athlete, filed. I think like NFL, whatever. Right, right. I did because I, I was fucking tweeting. About it. I was like that guy. I told you he's a piece of shit. But but he was actually arrested. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't looked too much into it. Apparently, he released some type of home video that proved he was innocent. I don't fucking know. Charges were dropped. He ended up fighting over the weekend anyway. But that's kind of my point. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, white privilege, like. But a I, black I haven't athlete, seen that for the a, record. Like a black athlete literally was just arrested for this, and nobody's talking about it. Everyone's talking about Dana. So when everyone's like, oh, if this was a black athlete, everyone would be talking about it. I'm like, everyone is talking about. It. Like, what do you? Everyone is. This isn't a race issue here. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Well, what, you you what see I what I'm saying? I see. I see. I see that. And like I said, I haven't seen anyone say that. Um, and certainly, my bubble was talking about the Javante stuff for like a minute when it happened. Um, I think not enough like media companies are talking about it, and like 
An- another point I, I right, heard, like you're not seeing it on CNN or Fox you're not or yeah like which is kind of like uh, how niche our sport is and I like I think stuff like this always puts the MMA in a bad light because it, it feels like at, at least from my point of view like the, per, the the reason it's not being talked about from other companies and things like that or other media outlets is like they kind of expect that of us which is like just so like you know but it, it's I don't even know where I was where where I was going with that. Yeah. It, oh. Oh no. I, here's what I, the the sponsors of like like no companies are like I don't want to sponsor the UFC if they're gonna keep this guy around like things like right. that like which you would expect from other like situations like this, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, which leads us to Phil Baroni. It's expected of us. Oh my God, dude. So for those of you living under a rock and haven't heard, Phil Baroni beat his girlfriend to death to death so what i read that's not hyperbole if you didn't hear the story beat her and she's dead now yeah so from what i read um he was like smacking her up pretty good and then he shoved her into the shower and she hit her head on the wall when she tripped over the bathtub. And that's what eventually led to the, the passing of her. Um, brutal. Absolutely Just brutal. Like the worst thing. And that guy has been a fucking psychopath for a long time. Yeah. And I can't even point to anything specific as to why other than interviews like you just hear the way this guy has talked in interviews his whole career he's been when did he have his first fight probably in the 90s he's been fighting a long time i don't, yeah, early I don't, I don't exactly know so 20 years every interview you let you i've listened i'm like this something's off about this i've always thought that like like something's off you know, like, I remember he used to go on Adam Hunter's podcast, MMA Roasted, all the yeah. time. I used to listen to that all the time. And he'd be taught, and, like, Adam Hunter used to be, like, be laughing when he would be talking. And he was, like, trying to convey that the shit he's saying, he's, he's not kidding. And, I again, I can't point to any even any specific thing that he ever said. But, like, every interview I've ever heard this guy, and I'm like, something's off here. This guy is a fucking lunatic. And, yeah. Lo and behold, he beats his girlfriend. Well, did you see... So, he was charged with femicide. I didn't even know that that was a word. <laughs> did you know that? I, I, I remember seeing femicide somewhere in the... In did the you headline. know what... Did, have you ever heard that word before I don't think week? so. I mean, it's one of those words that you see and you know what it means. Yeah. Because of, like, etymology and things like that. Right. So, femicide is when you, you murder someone just because they're a woman. It's... Which, I don't know if that would be considered worse or whatever from homicide because it feels like if that's the the term it feels like a hate crime like killing someone just because they're black is a fucking hate crime right killing someone just because they're a woman is a hate crime right so i don't know if that would if that is if he was charged with femicide because it's a more strict penalty i have no fucking idea but yeah it was also in mexico right like so clearly the laws are different yeah yeah i think so yeah that's fucked yeah it's it's interesting you say that because like you're not on Twitter, but um, I don't fucking know, Elon, you... let's go, yeah. free speech, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You've been back for like three yeah. months. I still I'm still banned. Let's go. Restore. You got, you got, you got Donald account. Trump who incited an insurrection, and Andrew Tate 
who was just arrested for sex trafficking. Yeah. I called a white lady a cunt, and I'm not back on Twitter yet. Let's go. Speed up the process. A first ballot Hall of Fame cunt. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but on Twitter. I bought a Tesla. Get me back on Twitter, bro. I love your cars. Get me on Twitter. Let's go. I want to have fun. Um, Phil Baroni used to post dick pics on Twitter. Okay, I was going to say. I can't get on Twitter because I called a white lady a cunt. Let's go. I used to talk about that. Like, there's a couple of tweets and maybe I should find them and delete them. But I used to say, like, Phil Broni has the best dick in MMA. He just posted a fucking, like, raging bone. I'm like, what? Phil Broni got does. a nice dick. He's, he's got a big, veiny, triumphant bastard. I'll tell you that much. He He's the best ever in that category. The best sure. ever. Man. But, bro. <laughs> I always thought he was like eccentric and 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 very much like I don't know, it always did kind of seem like a bit of a persona to me. Josh Barnett posted this thread on Twitter that was like I've known Phil for 20 years. Was this recently like this is yeah. Well, it was a few days ago or or maybe at this point it, maybe more than 4 or 5 days ago, but Josh Barnett isn't like tweeting a bunch. So if you find mm. his his Twitter, you can read it. But it basically was like, oh, um, he hasn't always been like he has been recently. He's like, he apparently hired him for like, Josh, Josh Barnett is a, uh, Barnett is a promoter for this thing called Bloodsport. It's it's a wrestling show mm -hmm. that he does. Yep. And he, he said he brought in Phil Baroni and he was just an absolute piece of shit backstage. Belligerent, do you need to check on that? Yeah. I'll keep vamping. Yeah, keep going. But basically, was saying how he um, was just not good to work with, and not in the sense that like, oh, he's kind of annoying. Like, was really difficult backstage, and was like giving everyone a hard time, and he just said a bunch of like things about him that were like really concerning. And he said he was kind of points to um, to CTE, and uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, kind of sobering to read. And you think about, like, it's tough with, with CTE. I think it can technically only be diagnosed post-mortem. And Correct. so when you're saying things like that, like, it's kind of a loaded word to just throw around. Like, just to say, oh, yeah, he's, he's got, oh, this is just fucking CTE. Yeah. And, like, yeah, there are signs. But, like, what makes me sad is we haven't even seen what uh, a MMA fighter, retired MMA fighter is like in their 70s, 80s, like what life is like for them and like what, how bad does it get? We've seen like NFL players with CTE and even some boxers too. And See, here's the problem with, with MMA is I, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to. I think it's going to be so bad that they're not going to make it that far. Well, that's what I think too, but, but I mean. Like if you heard if, Chuck Liddell talk recently. It's bad. He has a podcast. It's unintelligent. He's a podcast? Yeah. Of course. He's a straight white guy. <laughs> he, he has a podcast. I listened to it, I listened to it recently because... Do you need a transcript? No, but his co-host... Now, let me, let, me, let me restart. I don't know if he has a podcast specifically, but there's this comedian that I follow named Adam Ray... Okay. And he was on a different podcast, and he was talking about how he did an episode with Aaron Carter. And he's like, it's the best episode I've ever had. So I went, I looked for it, and Chuck Liddell was also there. 
So, and the way they were talking during that one episode that I listened to, it sounded like Chuck Liddell was the co-host with Adam Ray. Oh, okay. Chuck Liddell can barely speak English. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really it's hard really to unintelligible. To. Really bad. Wow, Aaron Carter, R.I.P. Yeah, another one. That was so fucking sad too. Yeah, that dude is fucked up. He had a shit yes. life. Like, yeah, he made a bunch of money, but like, he got fucked by his whole family. Like, everyone he ever loved, like, just exploited him, and it was real shitty. Yeah. Real shitty. Yeah, it's real, like, you know, things like that. It's, it's real indicative. He had a fucking... He boxed Lamar Odom. I remember that. He's, like... Aaron Carter's tiny. <laughs> He's, like, 5'9". Lamar yeah. Odom's, like, 6'8". Yeah, at least. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know how or who allowed that to happen, but, yeah, that happened. That happened. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was so wild. Yeah. That was that was wild. Um, um, how did we get... Oh... You said, well, yeah, we may never get there. It may never be so bad that we never see what they're like in their 60s, 70s, 80s. Right. But if that becomes the pattern, then that's what it is. That right. That's when we'll know how bad it is. Yeah. And with Phil Baroni, yeah, the signs are pretty clear. And it's, and, and yeah, you're right. Maybe he was always like this. And maybe it's similar to how we talked about alcohol. Like if you're already a shitty person, maybe CT makes you worse. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I was not expecting that news to be like, oh, he murdered his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I and was it's, like, it's, what the fuck is happening this week? Because it was like, it was like Stefan Bonner, then then Javante Davis, then Dana, then Phil, like, yeah. within like six days of each other. I'm like, what is happening this week? And, and I remember too, like, the early reports, like, it seemed like we were waiting to confirm whether or not she, she had actually died. Yeah. Or maybe he just beat her up really bad and like, they were like, I, and I remember someone tweeting out like, "Oh, uh, have any major outlets reported this? Like, maybe it's fake news." I'm like, "No, man, <laughs> this is pretty much fucking on brand for Phil Baroni." Yeah. And like, it's there's it was, enough outlets that are reporting it that it's it seems like where there's smoke, there's fire. It was shocking, but not surprising. Yeah, the way I describe and, it. And shocking how not shocking it was. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Are we out of news now? Should we talk I think about? So is that was that the? I don't know. Let, let me go back on the text. I I mentioned three things to yeah. talk about. I th- I think it was Stefan Bonner, Dana, and Phil Baroni. Yeah, and then we stuck in some other stuff in there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And yeah, so. Um, Boy, I have, bummer first hour, huh? Bummer first hour. Big bummer. Big bummer. But I honestly, when when Leo stepped away from the show, I was like. I threw out there that I wanted to call, so I was like, maybe because it oh, would be I, a fun. I was gonna dress up like a woman. <laughs> I forgot. That would be amazing. Because <laughs> yeah, you requested a woman. Yeah, no, I just felt like that would be a, a, a dynamic that I haven't really had with the show. Um, and oh, juicy baby, <laughs> you're so handsome. <laughs> I'm loving this. Keep going. <laughs> um, there really was only one person that. Uh, I wanted to do the show with, and that was you. And as bu- as bummer in terms of like, like the topics, I I I've had a a good time so far. And we're, we're not even done. Can um, we can we real quick talk about um, before you started with Leo? Yeah, you had reached out to me, and you're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm thinking of of bringing in a co-host. And it, I'm trying to get my, my best friend Leo yes. on board. And if he's not, then, like, let's do me and you. And 
Yeah, man. And I want to throw this out there because it still makes me laugh because it's still true all these years later. Where you said, what would you want to name the show? Do you remember what I, what my idea was? I, I remember what my idea was. Okay, what was yours? I think it was... I don't remember what yours was. It, maybe this is yours. I remember one name, but I thought it was mine. T-Cross and Juicebox. That was yours. Okay, okay yeah, okay. That, that. So mine was... <laughs> still makes me laugh. Windless and the Fan. <laughs> because for those of <laughs> you that... That's right, like Fighter and the Kid, because you're Windless, 0-4. <laughs> yeah. Because for those of you that don't know, I have had several fights, Muay Thai, MMA, and I have not had my hand raised yet. Um, unfortunate. Have we told on the podcast? Oh, I mean, it's my show, so like I don't know if I've said this, but have I told the story about how I offered to fight you so that you could have a win? <laughs> you just, I don't know if you told it on the podcast, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Well, I said because I've had you on a few times, and like uh, I definitely have been on your show at least once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Tom, Tom posted this thing on Facebook. Um, by the way, I just came back to Facebook. I know you're, you're gone. Um, Tom posted this thing that was like, I still have not had a, uh, a fight or a win. And, and I... That made me sad, and I was like, I'll fight you. <laughs> you could definitely be me. I was like, yeah, dude. But um, So can, I just want to give a quick synopsis to my fight career real yeah. quick. So my first MMA fight, I was supposed to fight at 168 pounds. A week before the fight, promoter calls me and says, your opponent's out, but good news, someone else's opponent is out. Do you want to fight each other? I was like, sure, whatever. And he goes, bad news is he's fighting at 185 pounds. And I'm like, I weigh 170 right now. Because in New Jersey, the weigh-ins are the same day. So you don't do like weight cuts, for at least for amateur for fights. Amateur, yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, just that's all. It's either this or you don't fight. It's up to you. I'm not forcing you, whatever you want. And I was like, so I, I reached out to my coach and... Uh, you know, I'm a grappler is my strong art, and the guy was from a kickboxing gym. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Uh, so I did it, and I needed to weigh in fully clothed with my shoes on because in, in New Jersey, with amateurs, if you weigh below what the weight class is below that, you can't. they won't allow the fight to happen. So I needed to weigh 178 pounds, and I weighed 170, and I had a week to weigh 178. I'm like, I shouldn't be eating like McDonald's Damn. and whatnot this week. So I weighed in, fully clothed, shoes on, like phone, whatever in my pockets, like just to make sure I was on weight to make sure that I fought and dominated the guy. And I got knocked the fuck out with 10 seconds left with in the knee, fight. With a knee, right? Yeah, knee to the head, which is illegal in amateur MMA. But I shot for a takedown as he threw the knee. Knee hit me in the forehead. Lights out, T-cross. Um, and you got so, the staples in you, right? Yep, two staples right in the forehead, which sucked. Second fight, uh, just fought a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, and at the time I was a white belt. He took me down, armbarred me. No issue there. Third fight was a Muay Thai fight at WK's, and WK's does not check your fight record. <laughs> so, so they have like a um, divisions of like experts. Doesn't check in the sense that like you can lie? Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Okay. So in the beginner division, it's for people with less than three fights. So I fought a guy who claimed he had less than three fights. He beat the shit out of me, uh, <laughs> finished me in the first round, and 
I find him on Facebook the next day. His profile picture is him holding three belts. <laughs> so at minimum, he's had... Yeah, at minimum, he's had three, and but all like, of them were title fights, yeah. and he won all of them. Yeah, exactly. So he wow. went on to win my division and, like, three other divisions. He just ran through... Because like, you're fighting people that don't know how to fight. So he whipped Incredible. my ass. And then my fourth fight, back to MMA... Everyone in the crowd, Jim Miller included, I think I told you this story, Jim Miller included, thought I won the fight, decision was given to the other guy, and those are how, that's how my fight career has gone so far. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. Not great. Not great. <laughs> String of bad luck, um, which is unfortunate because, you know, the guys that I train with, like, I see the level that they're at, and... I'm not that far behind them. And they're like world champions and professionals. So I'm like, I can't win an amateur fight. You got a fucking undefeated heavyweight champ over here that I train with every day. What the fuck am I doing yeah. here? It's unfortunate, but yeah. Winless in the fan is, is what we were, gonna, what my <laughs> idea for the show. I, I liked it. I, I didn't love the like win. I think, I think people wouldn't get it. I think that was my thing. I was like, I don't know if that would be like, like we could still come up with something. I just wanted to tell that story. I thought it was funny. Um, no, it's a great story, and I'm glad you recap your fight career because, like, uh, not a lot of people know. Um, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to get into um, some of the forum questions we have, which is literally just two. Okay. Um, and then um, preview the uh, the fights this weekend. Are you able to pull them up on uh, the laptop? Sure. But, so I had one question. I put it out there literally. This is New Year's Eve. I'm looking at the the forum tweet that I put out there. I'm like, hey, I'm not sure when my next uh, episode is going to be, but I'm going to be re recapping 2022 in MMA. Clearly, we didn't do that. We just talked about recent news, but I'm okay with yeah. that because there's plenty of other shows that have been recapping 2022. The one question I got, shout out to STD. For some reason, that's his name, at underscore STD underscore. All righty. Four words in the question. Power slap never once. I said, uh, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what now? He just sends a gif. I said what I said. I said, yeah, but what does it mean? Never got a response. Okay. So, hey man, I mean, we talked about how fucking problematic the power slap league is with recent news, and. How cringe it was even before the news. So, like, if you're asking, would I never once watch it? The answer is yes, I'm I will never. I'm going to watch it. You go Shut up! A thousand percent I'm going to watch it. Why? <laughs> like, hate watch it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to make me laugh. Because how fucking stupid do you have to be to just stand there with your hands behind your back and I don't know how many of the clips you've watched, but you, they are—they hold they, the yeah, stick. Yeah, they're, they're literally like, yep, you have to hold something. It's wild. To just stand there. And I guess I give them credit because they don't flinch. Like, they know that it's coming and they don't, they don't, it's crazy. It's psychotic and idiotic and it's going to make me laugh. You know what's wild? Like, I was thinking about how, like, it's crazy that the Nevada State Athletic Commission sanctioned this. It's crazy. And I think they were like, yeah, just... Just ensure that nobody dies. Okay, how? But like, you know sometimes we talk about with MMA, like, oh, it's not just the damage that you see someone took on the night, it's the damage they took in camp and things right. like that. 
to your point, they don't flinch. You have to train your fucking reflexes. Yeah. Like how many times are they just getting slapped? And it's, it, and it's not slaps. It's palm strikes. Yeah, and exactly. If you, if you palm, open yeah. hand slap somebody, they are not being knocked the fuck out. Right. You're hitting them with your palm on the temple. You're right. It's I was not a say slap well, in like, the face. When I think a slap, I think like the cheek. Yeah. They're hitting the temple. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. It's, it's not strikes. a. It's not a slap. It's a palm strike, and it, it is what it is. Like both people are agreeing Which, to do it. I guess that's fine. But I mean, if it was like pancreas with no takedowns, because I think pan, I, when you think I, palm strikes, I remember like they could yeah, do like the boss room with the big yeah, black yeah. boots they used to wear. When yeah, they exactly. Yeah. Like if it was, it was something where like okay, we're even call it slap fighting, fine. Yeah. But like. Where you could dodge and move, and there's nuance. This has no technique. It's like yeah. who can take a shot better. Yeah. And there's, when you have to have a job, Forrest Griffin's job is the head catcher, like just to catch the head. Under, yeah. Like no, I'm not. I mean, so here's the reason. One of the reasons why I want to see it. I recently saw a clip. I don't know if it was from Dana White's thing or if it was just another power slap organization. I don't know how many exist, but it was two very hot women. They walked out. <laughs> they made out. Okay, I'm and then, interested. And then continued to slap each other in the face many times. Like, they didn't get knocked out. There was like five or six slaps back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Two beautiful women walked out, grabbed each other in the face, made out with each other, and then proceeded to slap each other. I'm like, I'm going to watch the first one just to see if something similar happens. Okay. Because uh, girls, girls making out is one of the hottest things in the yeah. world. Women Absolutely. are beautiful. Exactly. Men are disgusting. You're Straight sorry. women make no sense to me. Men are it's disgusting. Like one of my favorite quotes from my favorite movie, The Amateurs, is about a small town uh, in like somewhere in Montana that they like band together and make a full-length amateur porn movie. William Fickner is the actor, and he's at a strip club, and he's like, I love women. I love women so much, I don't understand how they're not all lesbians. Yeah, seriously. Like, I don't get yeah. it either, and I don't know what I don't know what I was going to say next. The, yeah, the slide, men, yeah, yeah I'll, men are okay. Gross. Men are let, gross. let me know. I'll, I'll, I think I'll let you watch it, but let me know if anything noteworthy happens, and then I'll watch it. So the night that it's supposed to air, if you get a dick pic, just know what I thought was going to happen happened. <laughs> okay. That's how I'll let you know. Great. I will send you Great. a picture of my penis. Great! I can't wait. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about the fights. <laughs> well, no, I had one. That, there was one. So oh, that was, the, right, that was right. the only Twitter question. Uh, was just power slap never <clears throat> once, and then I had a um, a voicemail actually um, okay. from the homie type of my photo. Um, get this queued up here. Armin is going to make a 
make a surprise run and grab that belt before the end of the year. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about all that, but uh, just your thoughts on that, um, and we can get get to talking about the fights this weekend since there's been such a big break next week. Um, so my other point to this uh, call and questions is that I have started my own business. And my business is geared towards combat sport athletes. So I figured I'd get on here and just let you know what it is, let you know what I do. My business is called Tap Out Tempering. Um, I practice a form of soft tissue mobilization called body tempering, which helps athletes and everyday people with uh, muscle aches and getting them feeling up to 100% for training or whatever it is they do on a daily basis. So if anyone who is listening could go give that page a follow on Twitter and Instagram, that would be huge. I follow back. I got some good content up there. Have uh, tempered, you know, Olympic team wrestlers on there. Um, mixed martial artists around town, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I do appreciate all you do for the show, Juice. It's always good. To, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Bye. Fuck yeah, man. One of the OG supporters of this podcast. Did he give the at? It's Tap Out Tempering. Tap Out. Because I definitely follow him. I was going to say what he was talking about. Because um, I'm fully interested. Oh, yeah. He um, he posted a reel on his Instagram. Yeah, Tap Out Tempering. Yeah, I'm fully I interested. just found it. Where Where is it? Yeah, I got it too. Yeah, you got it? It's that. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, he posted I'm a few interested. reels. There was one I think like a time lapse of him doing the tempering on somebody, and it was fucking, it was fucking cool. Um, that stuff is very interesting to me because that's kick ass, man. I I yeah. don't, I don't. You obviously don't know me. I don't know you either. Um, but that's fucking awesome. Uh, I wish I had something that I could start my own business or something that I'm interested in enough to pursue. That's kick ass that you found that in this life. That's a rare thing. So that's kick ass. Congratulations. And uh, I'm definitely interested, and I will be looking more into that tonight. Um, and, yeah, congrats, man. That's fucking awesome. Absolutely, brother. Um, yeah, definitely uh, everyone should follow Tap Out Tempering on Twitter and Instagram. He, he has it on both. And uh, we're looking forward to, to, to seeing more about it because I think that's fucking cool. Um, the question about the 155-pound strap mm. is interesting to me for a couple of reasons. Like... I do think Islam is going to be really hard to beat. I think Volk can do it. I think Volk. I, I don't think it'll be all that difficult for Volk. Really? I really don't. I would say I think he's going to probably give him the best fight he's had of his life. So. Um, if nothing else. Um, I think Volk beats him pretty easily, to be completely honest. Um, I, I hope you're right, because like, I would love for Volk to be champ champ. Yeah. I, I think... I don't know why, but I do think that people don't give Volk enough credit. Yes. How did you get her? Oh, hello. She just got super excited. When I, I didn't she jumped over me. the fence? She was at my car. <laughs> was she? Why? No, no are, you, are you fucking around? No, she was at my car. And I figured she was running around loose. I had her in the backyard. 
Hi. What's her name again? Scarlet. Hi, Scarlet. Oh, you know what probably happened? Right the fucking Terminex guy was here earlier. He probably didn't lock the gate on the side. Hello. Yeah, we're we're live. We're live. We are live. Say hi. <laughs> Sorry, my dog just came inside. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want. Put her downstairs. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, that's wild that she didn't like get far away. Um, that's a good sign that she loves you guys. Then yeah, because like if dogs run away, they fucking go. Yeah, that's <laughs> holy shit. Um, yeah, the Terminex guy was here earlier, and he came in the backyard because he was looking at shit. So he probably didn't close the gate on the side the right way when he left, and that's probably why that happened. All right, fucking writing a terrible review for them. That's crazy. Um, it's funny we were talking like before you came, like oh, we were talking like, about, well, what if Karen comes home? I was like, just have her sit, come say hi. Like they were doing all this crazy. Yeah, shit we were dog. talking about domestic violence, and I let everybody know that my girlfriend beats the fuck out of me, <laughs> and I'm too afraid to yeah, leave, and I'm too afraid to leave because she beats my ass <laughs> because she's so much better at fighting than I am. <laughs> To be fair, we both have titles in the same weight class, so. That's true. There you go. That is true. There you go. Fucking A. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I th I do think uh, I think Volk beats him pretty easily. Yes. And here's why. You know, Cormier came out and said like, the problem with Islam is that if if he if you if he can't get you down, you've got to deal with him on on his, on his feet. Volk, Volk is incredible. Volk has never been outstruck. <laughs> never. Maybe against Joselda. I would ag I would agree that Max has an argument for the best boxer in the UFC. Like just yeah, hands. just yeah. Alex Volkanovski beat him three times, and the I, last I, time was I do think never seen Max get beat. I like do that. think to be fair, Volkanovski did lose the first two fights. I, I did think Max won both the first two fights, but they were close. I wasn't all that upset with the outcomes. Regardless, numbers-wise, Volkanovski's never been outstruck. Yeah. And he just beat the living fuck out of Max. Bad. He just put it on, Volk on um, Korean Zombie to the point where he said, are you sure you want to keep doing this? He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. When it comes to wrestling and takedowns, the taller person has more trouble taking someone down. That's true. Volkanovski is short and compact. He has fought wrestlers. Yeah. Had no issue defending takedowns. Right. He's got the long arms. He's got a very long reach. He's got orangutan arms. So being the shorter guy and having... I don't, now I don't know what and Islam's... The way he gutted through that guillotine against Brian Ortega. I don't know what too. Islam's reach is. Um, but I would have to guess that Volk's reach is longer yeah. because Volk had a longer reach than Max regardless of being six inches shorter. Right. He's got those orangutan arms. And the way to defend takedowns is to get the arms under the, the armpits. I don't... Now, of course it's possible with the way Islam wrestles similar to Khabib where he pushes him up against the fence and they can kind of drag him down because he is bigger. My guess would be that he's stronger. Yeah. I just... I don't see Islam's path to victory. Like, it would be wrestling, but Volk is a good wrestler. He's a good defensive wrestler. Yeah. And, I mean, Islam clearly has good grappling, but is he a better grappler than Brian Ortega? 
Maybe, but Brian Ortega's best submission is his guillotine. He submitted Cub Swan. He's Brian Ortega's squeeze is so fucking tight that Cub Swanson tapped before Ortega even locked his legs around him. That's and Cub well, he Swanson adjusted a, his hands midair too. Do yeah, you remember that? And, and Cub Swanson's a black belt in his own right. He had the full mount guillotine. And he just he gutted it. I I don't see a way that Islam can beat him. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. It's a fucking fight. Islam's very, obviously very good. He's the fucking champion. Just stylistically, I don't... He's not going to outstrike Volk. Yeah. He's just not. And and if he does, I will, you know, admit that I'm, I just don't see it. I think Volk, even though he's rated number one pound for pound, I still don't think he gets the respect he deserves. Yeah. And... He should have been number one pound for pound before, before Kamara got yeah. knocked out. I've discussed that with you yes. many times. I'm like, Agreed. this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, Kamara beat Colby twice and Masvidal twice, and he's ahead of... It was crazy to me. Still is crazy to me. I think Volk beats him rather easily, if I'm being completely honest. Now, now he also mentioned Armin, I think Armin, it'll be a right? tough fight. I he mentioned think... Armin, right? Yes, Armin. Now... I don't remember if it was Armin or the other fucking guy that he just fought, the other European that Armin just fought. Um, one of those two fought Islam early on, right? And gave Armin. Him t- it was Armin? Yeah, that was Armin's debut. Right. Armin's UFC debut, I think on relatively short notice, gave Islam a hell of a fight, went yeah. three rounds with him. Right. I've wanted that rematch so badly. Yeah. Um, so, But here's the thing with, with, with what I was saying. I think Volk can win. I don't know if he would, because because I, I think he said by the end of the year. I don't know if he would hold the belt. Like you so got killers he, like Armin Sarukian that would give yeah. him a, t- a tough time. Like Mateusz Gamrot, Benny Dariush. Uh, Gamrot, that was the guy that Armin yeah, Gam- fought recently. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't th- couldn't think of the other guy's name. Yeah, I mean, they're the two deepest divisions. Yes, like one fifty five is murderers row. It's it's wild, and I think because he has. A desire to defend both belts, yeah, and because the rest of the division is so jumbled, yeah, like there's no like clear cut who's next after this. Now, give it a couple months. Whoever fights next, you know that could be. Actually, no, I lied. Dariush is next. I'm yeah, gonna, he's got to he's got to fight for the title. He's won like nine. Dariush in a row. always already shot himself in the foot like by he, saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll win ten more." Yeah. We're like. Come on. And I've, I've been, like, in my head, like, man, he sh- I feel like he should have got the, the title shot before Islam. Yeah. Personally. And he was supposed to fight Islam. Right. And then he pulled out because he was hurt, so that's why Islam got the shot. But but I, I don't think he should have even had to fight Islam. I think he should have got the title shot before that. Yes. And now I'm just like, oh, it's jumbled. No. Benny's next. Yeah. <laughs> Benny's next. Benny's next. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think because Volk has been vocal about wanting to defend both, if, sure. he, if he beats Islam. They're fighting in like two weeks, right? I think so. It's yeah, the next so they, pay-per-view. So they fight in two weeks. My guess would be after that he's going to want to go back down to 45, depending on who's next and yeah. the timing and whatnot. Well, I think they're doing an interim belt. Yeah, with um, Yair and um, Emmett. Emmett. Yeah. So he'll fight the winner of that probably in the summer. And then again, def- depending on what's going on at 55, He'll probably only have one more title defense at 55 if if everything yeah. plays out right. So if he beats Islam, 
he may not even have another 55 fight this year. It's possible. Yeah. But he may that's not. That's true. Because Imagine they give gonna, it to Dustin Poirier. <laughs> so I want to I want to ask you about Dustin Poirier. What what do you think about Benny's comments about Poirier? Did you read re- what he said? No, what did he say? So he, oh, what he was like he should just give up? Yeah, he said like, if, if you don't your... want to fight the young up and comers, then you should retire. Yeah, fuck that. Dude. I don't I don't I don't know what he's talking about. Like he hasn't been now Benny's not an up and comer, so cuz the, the reason he said that is because it was suggested that Poirier fight Benny next. And he's like, "Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't really interest me. And he took that as, like, what's not interesting about me is it my style, is it because I don't have a big name, whatever it is. But then to say, if you don't want to fight the young up-and-comers, then you should retire. He's You're not a young up-and-comer. No. He's been in the UFC like 10 right. years. You're not a young, you're not Gamrot, you're not Armin, you're not yeah. one of these young up-and-comers. And I don't, I've never found Poye to be unwilling to fight anybody right and it's like he's he's in the upper echelon and he's earned that right yeah. to be to quite frankly turn down a fight or two whenever he, right. you know what i mean he just gave us a fucking fight of the year contender against chandler oh like over and over again a fight of the year contender and, and i feel like if you're like in that 10 to 15 range you gotta defend your spot against some young up-and-comers in the right. rankings once you're in that top 10 it's it's about picking fights that get yeah. you to the belt, like yeah. So so yeah, I understand feeling a certain type of way about getting passed up, but like, hey man, yeah, no, yeah. yeah I, I now now you're saying I didn't read the full thing, but I saw I saw a couple of headlines and I was like, what? Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean he probably could retire if he wanted to. I think he just, I think he's one of those people that deep down he's just a fucking fighter, man. Like yeah, he. Fights. That's what he. That's what he does. That's what he's always done. Like, yeah, cool. I'm rich now, but I. I like fucking people up. Yeah. Like, I feel like the way he is is similar. Similar to Nate Diaz. Like, this is just what I do, man. Yeah. Like, he's gonna be one of those guys that fights too long. I think. I don't necessarily know that because I. I remember, actually, he he was on Ariel Show one time saying that like, ah, uh, fighting isn't as fun as it used to be or something like that. Like he says yeah. it's kind of for money. Right. Uh, like he has a lot of money, but it's just more like. Okay, let's set up for my grandkids or whatever. Right. And like he has the 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 Fight Foundation women, which is charity. It's not like a business, right. but the hot sauce business, right. things like that. Did um, you see his response to Benny though? Speaking of the hot sauce, no. What did he say? So he responded. He said, "He said, Th- thanks, Benny. I, I'll take that into consideration. If you like hot sauce, free shipping on me. <laughs> Something like that. I'm like, that's a fucking great answer. <laughs> Hilarious. He's a great. He's low key like." So funny on he's social media great. too. He's I he's one of the he's one of those excellent guys. So I mentioned Nate Diaz, and I want there's another piece of news that we didn't get into this week, and <laughs> him versus Jake Paul. <laughs> we got goddamn dig. We got to talk about it. We do got to talk about so, it. So I actually think Jake Paul signing with PFL is good for them. Oh, I think it's great for them. Yeah. I just don't think he does it. Oh no, yeah, I think it's it's sort of like a publicity thing. Um, I think it's a p- publicity thing for him. I think PFL probably paid him, even though like here's a hundred grand or whatever, like to help promote yeah. us, which could or could not be a smart thing. I do. Th- I honestly wish they would say that. Like he could be value to them. Like yeah. I don't. 
Jake Paul associated with PFL doesn't need to mean for me like it doesn't need to be that he fights for them. Right. You know he could promote. He could be the Dana White of PFL. Yeah, one thousand percent. And now I I do think he has the balls to fight MMA. Uh, but he's gonna. Will he do it? I have no idea. It he's seems, gonna like shields and fight like a three and six right, person. Right. It or whatever. seems. It seems like his announcement, coupled with what he had to say about Nate Diaz, it seems very. I'm either fighting Nate Diaz in MMA or I'm not doing this. That's what it felt like to me. Because um, then, like Anthony Pettis came out and called him out and was like, "Oh, I'd love to welcome you to MMA." And I just, I would love to see it. Because I hate to say it, I like watching Jake Paul fight. I hate to say it, I hate myself for <laughs> saying it, but his fights have all been entertaining. Yeah. And for a boxer, for someone who's doing a boxing fight, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Like if you watch boxing, it's like like the high level, like Jake Paul, he can box. He's not a world championship level. To watch someone who's not a super high-level boxer box and be entertained. Now, that could be because he holds a name, because he's fighting guys like Tyron Woodley and Anderson Silva. But I've been entertained every one of his fights that I've watched. From the beginning, it was entertaining because he was terrible. (laughs) As he got better, they were entertaining because I'm like, wow, this guy got really good. And he just flatlined Tyron Woodley. I've been entertained. And... I would love to watch him fight Nate Diaz. He's Nate Diaz isn't going to do it. No, because Nate Diaz doesn't. He's on Twitter at the Ryzen logo. He doesn't walk to the beat of anyone else's drum. He's so fucking rich. From what I understand, the UFC offered him similar money to what Conor McGregor makes. Conor McGregor, from what I understand, made like fifty million dollars with pay per view for his Khabib fight. They offered him similar numbers, and he was like. I'm fucking rich, man. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you guys. They could offer him $100 million to do this two-fight thing with with Jake Paul, but it wasn't Nate's idea, so he's going right, to say, exactly. fuck you. It's and, A thousand percent. And clearly, Jake hasn't followed Nate's career. Yeah. Because if you followed Nate's career, you have to understand that doing that shit publicly with Nate is not going to get you the Nate fight. Although, I think he knows that. To be honest with you, could be like I'm not saying if Nate said yes that he would back out because you like it's a win-win. It's one of those things like I think he knows it. Like it's headlines, right? I think that's like what Jake Paul has been good at has just been like getting our headlines. Like for me, now, I'm, who's like, better at getting headlines, him or Dylan Dennis? Jake Paul, one thousand percent. Yeah, okay. Like, I mean, like like D- Dylan Dennis has like they call it X Pac. He I guess there's this wrestler named X Pac who like got a bunch of heat and then it was like the kind of like where it's like this guy's annoying let him go away it wasn't like Colby or whatever where you're like oh I want to see him get beat like right. he's just like a nobody yeah. like like Dylan Dennis being like oh am I the most hated athlete no you're not by any means yeah like it's just it's wild but I, yeah I think also like Jake Paul is very strategic if he boxes Nate Diaz as much as I love Nate and say that Nate has good boxing I don't know who wins oh I Maybe, do Maybe because Jake... Jake beats him. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's why I've been like... There's at least some intrigue there. Right. Nate Diaz folds him up in MMA. So here's it's the, not even close. So here's the thing about that. And, and with the boxing fight specifically, here's what I've looked at it as. Pre-question, who is a better striker, Anderson Silva or Nate Diaz? Anderson Silva. Jake just beat Anderson Silva in a yeah. striking fight. 
Now, granted, uh, forty-seven of, years old or whatever. Right, right, but but not a year prior, he beat a world champion in, boxer, in yeah. boxing. Now, granted, a lot of his striking were kicks, knees, elbows. So yeah, yeah. You take all those weapons away, but Anderson yeah. Silva is a better striker than Nate Diaz. He just yeah. beat Anderson Silva. Now, obviously, it's like combat com- sports combat math man, a little bit. Doesn't yeah. always work. Um, but here's the problem with this whole two fight thing: is they fight boxing first, right? The odds came out for that. Jake is a heavy favorite, like minus three fifty. If Nate beats him in boxing, does anyone give a fuck about the MMA fight? No. Or let's say they do it opposite. Oh, so do the MMA they do first. MMA first. Let's say Jake lands a lucky punch and puts Nate Diaz to sleep. Is anyone going to give a fuck about the boxing fight? Like, this whole two-fight thing, it doesn't yeah. really work. Unless unless they do, like, DJ happen, and Rotting, where they do, like, mixed rules. Right. That would be incredible. But then, you know, I think that fight proved how, how fighting works. Yeah, like, yeah. You, Survive you can, the strikes you can grapple, and you can choke them out. If you can grapple, you're... Your chances of winning yeah. in that style of fight go through the roof. Now, in MMA, Jake has a wrestling background. He wrestled in high school. Yeah. And from what I understand, he was in like the state tournament, like a pretty decent wrestler. Yeah, and he, he wasn't in high school all that long ago. He's like 23 years old. So he's still very young. Now, with that being said, can he defend Nate Diaz's takedowns? Or what if Nate just fucking pulls guard? Like, who, who knows? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and the other thing, too, is, like, like the Diaz brothers' style has always been, like, let me box you up so that you shoot on me so I can get something. Like, right. he was piecing up Tony Ferguson on the feet. The minute Tony went for a takedown, instant guillotine. Like, yeah. like as if it was just instinct. Yeah. Like, so I think if Jake Paul tries to grapple with him, it's fucking done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, do you want to see Nick Diaz fight again? No. I, I, I mean, I would love to see... I wouldn't mind to see him do like a super fight in ADCC or some like some grappling thing. Right. Um, th- no, I it, like I already felt weird about his comeback fight with Robbie Lawler. Like when he was dude, I do I never I'll never forget this. The I think it was with Brad Komodo, the interview he did fight week where he was like, "Why am I doing this? This doesn't make sense." And I was like, "Oh my god." He's gonna come to his senses. Then he goes, "I shouldn't be fighting Robbie Lawler. I should be fighting Kamara Usman." And I was like, "No, dude!" Yeah. yeah, like he's just so delusional. So here's my thing about Nick: um, is he's one of my favorite fighters of all time. He was one of my the fighter who got me into MMA was Frank Mir. Yeah. So Frank Mir was my first favorite fighter, and then it was Nick Diaz. Like. Right off the bat. So, when the whole Anderson Silva thing happened and he failed his drug test and he was, um, you know, banned for five years and then that got reduced and whatever, I was sad that he wasn't ever fighting. And then when I heard he was back, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And he had posted that picture of him ripped, weighing yes, like 167 yes. pounds. Like, and they reportedly he was, did like a test weight cut already. Right, he was like flirting with coming back at 55 and from my thought was he wanted to fight Connor and avenge his, you know, his brother or, you know, just be shredded at 170 and yeah. avenge Mazadal. 
And then he was back. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then, like, last minute, they're like, oh, he can't make 170. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. 85. Yeah, that was bad. But then, it, but then you know, Jake Shields, my favorite fucking person, came out and said, like, you know, he had a neck. Sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, yes, okay, yes, sarcasm. Like, Jake Shields, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not a lot of people know that, though. Right, right. Like, so then it came out shortly after Jake Shields said, like, oh, he had a neck injury before that fight. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he said that, like, he hurt his neck before that fight. Um and that's why he couldn't make weight because he couldn't run. He couldn't do his bike riding like his usual cardio that he usually does. And then, okay. And then, you know, you watch the fight and you're like, this doesn't look like Nick. Could it, it be because like it was seven years since he'd fought? Maybe he actually did have a neck injury. And now I'm hearing reports and I've heard people say that, oh, it's going to be him versus Masvidal. Like, that's a good comeback fight for him. Masvidal is kind of at the tail end of his career. He's lost a few in a row. And I'm like, if the Nick that was in triathlon shape prior to coming back mm. before Robbie wants to come back, I'm there for that. But if it's a, hey, yeah. I, I need a couple mil, let me come back, take yeah. an ass whooping, I don't want to see that. Right. It, yeah, it, it's, I don't want to see a cash grab. And, like, even the Masvidal thing, like, yeah, Masvidal is kind of at the end of his career, but Masvidal has, like, fast twitch reflexes to where... And also his bunch of losses in a row are against the best guys in the division. Right. And and so and wrestlers too that are right. like not what Nick Diaz is going to bring. Right. Like I don't want to see a repeat of the Darren Till fight. Yeah. I don't want to because because like that was the thing too. Like before he knocked out Darren Till, Masvidal was on a streak of losses as well. Kind of like he lost to Wonder Boy, things like that. I don't want to see that. Like I I, I don't want to see Nick Diaz come back against like someone that they're trying to build a name off of. Yeah. Like if 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 they. If like you said, he's in shape and it's not like someone where clearly they're a shell of himself, and it's against like a fellow legend, I'd be like, sure, maybe. Yeah. I just I want to feel good about it, and th- that last one did not make me feel. Yeah, good. it made me wildly uncomfortable watching that one. But speaking of Masvidal, I've also read that he's getting a title shot. Masvidal is? Yeah, because apparently Usman's hand is broken. He just had surgery on it. So the what? Mar- so the March- They're doing the so Leon the, Edwards fight? So the March fight with Leon Edwards is apparently in question. And they're looking at, because it's a fight in England, and they want Leon on the England card. Jesus Christ, dude. And that, and that, I puts, mean, that puts me in a similar situation to what happened with Connor a few years ago, where I was like, if Connor comes back and gets a title shot, I'm fucking done with the UFC. Now, I understand there's a backstory here, and Leon wants to avenge. Yeah, and the three piece of the soda thing. Which would. I would feel better about this than Connor. 100%. Still, like, at some point, this has to be a sport. Yeah. Masvidal's lost three in a row, granted, against the highest competition, but. How many fucking guys are ranked ahead of him? More deserving. Like, yeah. I fucking hate Colby. Colby's more deserving of a title shot than Masvidal. Right. Am I? Am I? No. Right. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Hamzat. Hamzat. You could do. Wonder Boy is more deserving. He just won his last fight. That's true. That's that's a fight that Wonder Boy could win. That's true. Leon has good grappling, but he's not a wrestler. Yeah. That's a... I don't even think... I I think Usman beats him if they fight a third time. I really do. Um, I think Leon and Wonderboy is a more intriguing matchup. Is the most intriguing matchup for Leon stylistically. 
I'm fully in on that fight. Yeah. I, yes, it's, it's one of these, I'll give a pass if they give it the Masvidal fight because Leon winning the bell was honestly such a good feel-good story oh, for I, me. I cried. Yeah, dude. You, you, like, you hear him in the back talking to his mom, things like that. I want him to have the belt longer than a couple of months. Yeah. And we fucking trolled him incessantly for the three piece and the sort of thing. I mean, like, Jorge fucking had merch and shit. It's sort of like Bisping with the Hendo thing. Like, his logo is yeah. the thing. He does deserve to get uh, his revenge. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of went rambling yeah. there. We're at an hour 45. Yeah. Um, so let's let's preview this week's yeah, fight. Yeah, let's preview this, this week's fight. Let's just do the main card. Okay, um, so first fight on the main card is Umar Nurmagomedov and Rayoni Barcelos. Oh, Rayoni Hi- Barcelos. Yeah, hi- oh, duh. Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't go against a Nurmagomedov. Yeah, you can't. It's really hard to go against a Nurmagomedov. It's really hard. Yeah. There's one that's Khabib's cousin that fights at 170 that's not that good i mean in terms of like in the ufc or is he in bellator i don't think the one he is anymore is that usman um, isn't don't they have usman, usman is the one in bellator there? and he is very good okay there's this there's a, there was this one guy i remember they did like a, a fucking i don't know if there was a germany card but he was definitely fighting a german fighter and the german fighter won and everyone was like oh Nurmagomedov, like i'll bet on him instantly speaking of Nurmagomedov, more news that we didn't get onto. did you hear the news about khabib no. Apparently, Khabib has made the decision to step away from MMA completely. He will not be in Islam's corner. He will not be in Islam's camp. He will not be involved in Eagle FC. He wow. said, fuck this industry. I want to spend time with my family. And he's out. Great. That's crazy. It is shocking, but for me... Like, I've been reading it all. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like... It puts Islam in a weird position now where, like, he lost his coach with Abu Bakr, and then, and, then and now Khabib was his coach, and Khabib's like, all right, you got the belt, I'm out. Which is kind of shitty on his part, but I get it, because yeah. he's de- like he's dedicated his whole fucking life to this sport, and he's still young. I yeah. don't know if he has kids or not. I don't know what his family entails. If he just well, wants you have to Javier Mendez mom. to handle the striking and yeah. sort of, like, game planning, and then you have... DC to to handle yeah, wrestling, but so. yeah, that's 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 some big news that I read this. I know Khabib hasn't made a statement; it's just been like reports about it. So I don't know exactly how true it is, but interesting. I'm definitely gonna keep a closer eye on yeah, that. Yeah, let's see. table that for yeah, yeah, for the future. Um, yeah, so Nurmagomedov going with there, and then we got Caitlin Vieira and Raquel Pennington. I, I think Caitlin Vieira is gonna win that. Yeah, fight. she's a big bantamweight no like every time she fights she Kinda. looks enormous she, she i well okay so she fought irene aldana who i think could easily fight at 45 and irene knocked her the fuck out really but then then ketlin fought misha tate and kind of fucking bullied her and did look yeah. pretty big yeah um that's that's what misha was like oh yeah i can make 125 yeah <laughs> so yeah she's kind of big also like she, her striking isn't that bad and she's good at Using it to get in close for the grappling, and I think that's going to be a problem for for Raquel. Has she ever fought Amanda Nunes? No. 
So if she wins this like, fight, is she next in line for a title, or are they, or are they doing the Pena re- trilogy? Oh, I don't. Think I haven't heard any. Trilogy. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I don't know what or Amanda is doing. Or, I yeah. heard, you know, I think they're doing the Shevchenko trilogy. Should, they they should. Even yeah. though I thought Valentina lost her last fight, I mean, <laughs> no one gives a fuck about who any of those girls are fighting at this point unless it's each other. Like, yeah. It's, it's almost it's almost like these boxing champions that are like, oh, you exactly. have to be like, all right, Errol Spence, we want to watch was, you fight Terrence Crawford. I was we saying, don't give a fuck. Like, if you're not uh, fighting N- Terrence Nunes Crawford, Nunes Shevchenko is the MMA version of, of Crawford Spence, even yeah. though they have fought. Yeah, like, yeah. Fought these, you know, fight these other people, cool, get mm-hmm. another win, who gives a fuck, but like, we don't give a fuck. Fight each other or yeah. fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then we got... Man, I'm so out of the loop here. Punahele... Punahele Soriano. Yeah. <laughs> and Roman Kopilov? Yeah. Okay, got that one. Roman Kopilov is the guy that, all, whenever I see him fight, I cannot get this out of my head. Did you watch that show, Barry, on HBO? No. Is, okay. is that the one with... Um... Bill Hader. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. You need to watch that show if you have HBO. Yeah. Do you know the premise? No. He's an assassin. He's like former Marine, turned assassin. Bill Hader is? Yeah. Is it a comedy? It's a dark comedy. Okay. Because the thought of him being like a spy, whatever, assassin, just wait. doesn't roll with me. He's a comedian. He's an assassin that gets into acting. They're on a job in LA. He has to like stalk someone that he's going to kill. Okay. Stumbles into an acting class run by Henry Winkler. Not the... the, the not the character, like Henry Winkler is playing a guy. I'm okay. just saying, like, an acting class. And they suddenly get him on stage, and he's just like, that's. Oh, and then it was pretty like, pretty good at this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, maybe this is my purpose. You will fucking love yeah. it. But they end up in this situation with Chechens, and there's this guy with the Chechens called Noho Hank. If you just Google HBO Barry Noho Hank, fucking looks exactly like Roman Kopilov, except for Roman Kopilov has hair. So, like, if you take away his hair, because Noho Hank is bald, he fucking looks exactly like that guy. Barry Noho Hank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah. put a wig on that guy, it's Roman Kopilov. Yeah. Does, so, that, does that guy have alopecia? Maybe. I think, because he's been on, like, he was on Gotham. I, did you watch that show, Gotham? I watched the first season. Might have been the first season. He played a, uh, I think his character started with, like, a Z. It was some, like, huh. crazy... I don't know, but he's he's done a few things. He, Interesting. He he's a good actor, but yeah, you would love that show, Barry. It's so just watch a trailer and see yeah. if you like it. Yeah. Um, then we got Danny Gay and Damon Jackson. Ooh, it's always tough for me because like I want to pick like the guy that has my last name, but like Danny Gay's pretty good. He is. I I like Damon Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I thought his story with his last fight. Where his brother died. Oh yeah, like, dude. Okay, that is him. The fight. I'm picking Dan- Damon Jackson. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Now after that happened um, with his brother, I had reached out to him on Instagram via DM, like prior to the fight and after the fight. He answers DMs. I don't know how many followers he has on Instagram, but he has answered several of my DMs, um, which always makes me feel good inside when yeah. someone who has no reason to answer yeah, me. Yeah. Exactly. Goes out of their way to answer me, um, which is kind of why I miss Twitter. Like, 
I had interactions with fucking Chael Sonnen yeah. on Twitter, with Kenny Florian. Like, I had a lot of interactions with some fucking awesome people on Twitter. So that's, like, my main reason why I miss Twitter. Um, but, yeah, Damon Jackson just – he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good guys, and uh, I, I like his story, and I fucking hope he wins. And I don't Dude. dislike Danny Ige. I, I'm kind of neither here nor there yeah. about him. Like, he's fun See. to watch fight, but Damon Jackson as a person – I really enjoy. No, I, I'm so glad you said that because I, I forgot about that. And like he went on Arrow show. And then watching him cry in the cage after he. <sighs> Amazing. Because I forget who he fought, but it, it was a it was a fight that he wasn't supposed to win, right? I forgot who it was against. And he like knocked him out. Yeah, he, like pretty quickly. Let's see. Who did who, who was it against? Um, it's like you hear about Buster Douglas. Like here his mom died and then yeah. he knocked out Mike Tyson. Like yeah. it was that kind of moment. Pat Sabatini. That's right, yeah. Pat Sabatini is a fucking really good wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Philly guy. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. I was, yeah, so I'm also picking Damon Jackson. And Hell then, yeah, bro. And then that's the co-main. And the main event here on the UFC website, it says it's a light heavyweight belt. Did the weight class change because of the last it minute could, Yeah, so it could be because, like... Because that's a big change between middleweight and light heavyweight. Because my guess would be... Yeah, but... Amavov uh, is... Under 205 at the moment. He used to spar Francis Ngannou. Okay. So that doesn't bother me at all. Okay. But now Strickland trains with Ngannou. So I want to talk about Sean Strickland real quick. Not any of the crazy like bullshit that he says and the controversial stuff that he says. But how his actions in the cage don't coincide with what he says. Like he's like... Oh, I, I like violence. Someone, yeah. I, I, like I want to, I want to kill someone in the cage, and you go out there and you throw jabs for five rounds. Yeah, and you back up when people come forward. That's not how someone who actually right. loves violence wants to. I spar with people who like violence. Who no matter how fucking hard you hit them, no matter how much you hit them, they don't take a fucking step back. Justin Gaethje likes yeah. violence. Michael Chandler likes violence. Dustin Poirier likes violence. You don't throw 600 jabs in a five-round fight mm. as you're walking backwards and claim you like violence. And you know what's interesting, too? Like, Sean Strickland, um, he used to fight at 170. Yes. And then he had a motorcycle accident and yes. couldn't, like, do the things to cut away, so then he would fight at 185. But when he fought at 170, like, I... He fought Usman. Yeah, he fought Usman. The, I think that's one of Usman's only, like, TKO wins yeah, prior, to, yeah. pri- prior to the yeah. uh, championship reign. He did have somewhat, from what I remember, somewhat of a fighting style that does coincide with the things he's saying. Right. To the sense that, like, he, I remember I, Leo and I talk about it all the time, UFC 199, our first fight card when we just started following the sport. Like, first fight card in attendance, I'm saying. Right. Um, he fought Tom Breeze, who also ended up going up to 185. But it ended up being sort of a point fight match. And I remember him getting on the mic saying, like, I'm sorry, I tried to fight this guy and he kept running away. Like, whatever. He was, like, apologizing for the performance and, like, saying, it was like, that's not my style, but, like, now it is his style. Yeah. And, and like, one of the reasons that, like, so, like, prior to his comeback at 185, not a lot of people knew who he was. He wasn't saying this fucking outlandish shit in social media. Like, I watched a video of him sparring, like, six dudes at his gym at once. It was just, like, a gimmick where they're, like, come at me. And he was just, like, fucking, I was like, yeah, this is a guy that loves violence. So, yeah. Like, Something switched 
in his fighting style where I think like be maybe because of the accident, like he's worried about long term injury. Which is which is fine. Yeah. But then don't parade around saying exactly. like I hope I kill someone. Right. When all you throw is jabs. It's exactly. a, it's an effective tool. I'm not Right. Like if that's your fighting style, that's your fighting style. But then don't go around saying yeah. I hope I kill someone in the cage. Agreed. It's not even possible the way you fight. <laughs> you can yeah. fight an eight-year-old girl. You're not going to kill her with that style. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, yeah. man? And, and you know, you know what is interesting about this fight too is that people, people were complaining about the uh, last-minute st- uh, change of opponent. So I was not super excited to see Gaslam fight. You know, in general, um, Sean Strickland sucks. Nasruddin Imavov. Is very good. Yeah, he's gonna put a hurting on Sean Strickland. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it, I I don't I don't really like camp know camp or no camp. He's he's gonna fucking yeah. dismantle. Yeah, I don't know much about Imavov, but do you do you remember his fight against Edmund Tarverdian? Tarverdian, that fucking coach. Uh, is it Targaryen? No, what's the guy's name? Chabazian. Edmund Chabazian. Yeah. No. He like, that. he fucking like. I mean, I think he dismantled. I think he hit him with some elbows that like cut him up from like ground and pound, and then also choked him out or whatever. Okay. It's bad. Like, if you have time between now and the fights, watch some Nasruddin Imavov highlights. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he's I'll very fucking good. Um, I always like watching Sean Strickland lose. Yeah. Um, I think he's gonna finish. Like Sean Strickland has been losing a lot of decisions. I feel like. Yeah. Or well, I mean, Alex like Pereira yeah. knocked him the fuck out, but like. Um, I think he's gonna. It's gonna be like Pereira, but like, that was a clean left hook. I feel like this is gonna be a fucking, just, brutal. Mauling. Yeah, mauling. All right, I'm gonna take a mob off then. Yeah, fully on board with that. And um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to get to? Honestly, well, I gotta shout out the patrons before we get out of here. Oh yes, um, but uh. No, this has been great. Like that's all I want to talk about with fights. I think we 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 covered everything. Yeah, sorry we didn't recap twenty twenty two. There was a no, lot of uh, news in the the yeah. weeks off in between fights, so I definitely wanted to cover most of that. A thousand percent. And like like I said, for me, I was like not even thinking about all this stuff. I was like, oh, what is there? No, there was a fucking lot. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. So shout out to our patrons. Shout out to APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey. This gentleman right here in front of me, shout out to fucking T-Cross, uh, Fee, Dave L, Jimmy the Drunk, Mixed the Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, Brian Pichet, Dave aka Nobby Buckles, Supermanly Nick, David S, the fucking champ, Harry Andrew, Cakes, QAR, Dash, and Zim. We love you. And follow me on Instagram at tcrosstheboss. Yes. Um, it's spelled weird, though. Yeah, so... It's like D-A-B-A-W-S-S, something yeah, like that? It's, yeah, it's T-Cross, the, and then boss is B-A-W-S-S. Um, because in high school, um, people used to call... Like, the, the way people used to say boss in high school, like, like where boss, I, it was like... Yeah. You're the fucking boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you know, when I made Instagram, that was just the way I spelled it. And uh doesn't exactly make it easy to find me, but it is what it is. I'm not some fucking super famous guy, but... Yeah, yeah. well, you can go on the Friendly Sparring uh, Instagram and just search yeah, T-Cross, T-Cross and my followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for Anytime. coming to my humble abode. And uh, you want to go shoot some pool?
Yes. Yeah, I got a pool table in the basement. Let's go. Fuck play. yeah. Yeah, let's go play some pool. All right. Peace out, guys. We're out. Thanks again, Juice. Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like. Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show.